This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are a church at the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to Veritas 2013 and Season 5. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making Veritas possible, and now on its fifth season. It's the beginning of the year, and it will be a great time to subscribe so you can listen to all of our material. Just go to veritasradio.com and you will receive your login immediately and will be able to stream, download, and take Veritas with you wherever you go, and all in CD audio quality. Start the year on the right track and get the information you won't get in the mainstream media. And one month is less than a movie ticket. Think about it. How much value one movie gives you versus hundreds of Veritas interviews. Subscribe today. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store. Among the many items, we have Season 4 of our futuristic metal-cased USB drives. Purchase all of the seasons and save on shipping. And with this cold weather, you should always have MMS handy. You never know when you will need it, and it's so inexpensive. And if you need to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on the show, or are a whistleblower, click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. I met tonight's special guest at a special conference. I was recently invited in Philadelphia. You will hear from a lot of people I met at this event very soon. But tonight's special guest is Thomas P. Fusco. 
who will be discussing the theory of supergeometry, presented in his book, Behind the Cosmic Veil, a new vision of reality that describes a new model of supernatural mechanics, which not only explains the behavior of strange phenomena like the paranormal, UFOs, and psychic phenomena, but also provides compelling answers to some of the fundamental problems facing physics today. In essence, Thomas Fusco has theory, a scientifically provable theory about the nature, the science of the unexplained, of the paranormal. Thomas P. Fusco is an independent researcher who has devoted nearly three decades investigating the relationship between mind, physics, spirituality, parapsychology, scientific anomalies, and paranormal phenomena with the goal of uncovering the unifying cosmological framework that has eluded mankind for generations. Since the official launch of his book in November 2011, he has been invited to speak as a guest on nearly 200 national and international radio programs, including Coast to Coast AM. He will be speaking at the upcoming Spirits, Shadows and Secrets International Symposium to be held in August 2013 in Edinburgh, Scotland and was a participant with yours truly in the invitation-only Think Tank conference called The Gathering in November 2012. And to learn more about Thomas Fusco and his work, and to purchase his book, Behind the Cosmic Veil, A New Vision of Reality, visit his website at Cosmic Veil, that's Cosmic and Veil, V is in Victor, E-I-L, dot com. And directly from somewhere in Florida, I'm privileged to have with me my friend Thomas Fusco. Hello, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing great, Mal. How's it going there? It's great. And by the way, I call you my friend because we spent some some time in Philadelphia a few weeks ago, and I thoroughly enjoyed what you had to say. And I have to confess, apparently you approached me a few weeks ago or months ago, and uh, one of our producers didn't know who you were, and uh, apparently I didn't get the information. But meeting you there, and you captivated a lot of the people who attended this this gathering of minds, and I, I knew that I had to have you on. I read your book in the past few days, uh, Thomas, and it's an incredible book. Obviously, it took you a long time to put together, Behind the Cosmic Veil. But first of all, I want you to tell us a little bit more about, about you, and there's a story that I want you to tell us. To set the stage, the story about the painting and, and your friend, but give us first a little bit of a background beyond what I read. Well, essentially, uh, I had some uh, experiences, uh, parapsychological experiences, in my uh, teens and early 20s uh, that caused me very much to call into question uh, the model of the universe that was taught to me in physics. Uh, and so for me, and as, as, you, as I tell people, I don't really talk too much about the details of these experiences on the air. Uh, people can go to my website and read about, uh, you know, some of them in my introduction. I sample chapters if they take a look at that. But ultimately, Mel, uh, what it did was it caused me to ask a very fundamental question what kind of a universe could allow these types of things to occur? How could the universe possibly be put together that enables these kinds of effects to occur? Um, 
anything that is observable and measurable, uh, anything that actually occurs in the physical brain has to conform with the laws and principles that assemble those things that make up uh, physical reality. And so rather than to uh, focus myself on the practice of these types of things, uh, I was compelled to try to find out the reasons why. And so that uh, embarked me on uh, many years of research and uh, trying to come up with a model uh, that would uh, accommodate all these types of phenomena, including uh, conventional findings of science and physics. And so ultimately that came up with the, uh, or that led to the theory of supergeometrics uh, that's explained in my book. And most of us who discuss the paranormal always have that story that uh, was a catalyst or that catapulted us into finding answers. And like you, I had a an overdeveloped sense of wonder. I always wanted to ask why of everything. And to many people, that was annoying. But now, at an, at an older age, I continue doing so. I know you don't like to talk about your experiences, but I think there's one that I'd like you to briefly touch, if you could. Uh, the story when you were invited to your friend's house and what happened. What you're talking about is... Uh an experience I had in high school. Uh, I had met a girl there, uh, and uh, she had invited me over to her folks' house for lunch uh, about a week after I met her. Now, I didn't really know much about her at all. We had only spoke a couple times, and uh, her folks' home was very close to the school. Uh, so we went over there, and while she's in the kitchen making sandwiches, I'm looking around the living room. And I see a painting uh, on the wall. And when I started looking at it, uh, suddenly I got a very sharp pain in my left forearm. And when uh, the girl came back into to the living room with the sandwiches, a question just came off the top of my head that seemed to make perfect sense at the time because I didn't think about it too much. <laughs> and I asked her, Did the person who painted this ever injure their arm? And, I, of course, I had no idea she would have any clue as to who might have painted anything that, was, that her parents had hung on a wall. And she just about turned white. And when she recovered herself, uh, she told me that uh, this was actually painted by her older brother. I had no idea whether she had any siblings or anything like that. And uh, during the period that he was painting it, several years before, uh, he was doing some work out into the wooded area uh, on their property with a chainsaw and actually severely uh, injured his left forearm, uh, the same place where I, uh, you know, felt that pain. And so I didn't think too much of it at the time, Uh, but later on in reviewing it, uh, in my mind, it was like, well, this is something that's far beyond anything that one could call mere coincidence. And with the combination of several other types of experiences throughout the next handful of years, uh, it led me invariably to uh, conclude that there was a way that the universe was put together 
that allows these kinds of things to occur. And so that really was kind of the catalyst that uh, got me started into this study. And, of course, if I had been in your shoes, I would have asked why. And this brings me to something I've, I've learned lately, you know, even by, by remote viewing instructors who say the first reaction, the instinct, the first reaction is is the valid one. Because in the conventional mind, you experience something like that and you perhaps think, oh, I just experienced some, some pain on my left arm. But the first reaction for you to ask the question, you know, who painted this and, and to, to connect the dots, you, Thomas, have a theory, a scientifically provable theory about the nature, the science of the unexplained, of the paranormal. In that case, what conclusion did you come up with before you even asked the question to your, your friend? Uh, before I asked her, quest- asked her the question? Yes, before and after. There was no conscious thought. It was just uh, a question that just came off the top of my head. Like you say, Mel, kind of uh, an instinct, just you know, uh, speaking what came to your mind without really, you know, reviewing it in your reason before it popped out. Isn't this proof, and I, I wonder if you could elaborate on this, that sometimes ego takes over. For example, we're, we're embarking into a new business venture, and we analyze every book, but the first instinct says, don't do it. Well, we follow the logic, we follow the science, and we go with that. Is ego fighting the instinct, Thomas? Oh, I think that uh, any uh, type of uh, center of reasoning or, uh, you know, varying sources of thought or information can certainly be in in conflict with one another. Uh, The ego is uh, certainly going to play a role because in most cases when someone's starting a business, they're doing it for personal reasons and personal gain. And yes, absolutely, I think that that can certainly cloud one's ability to see things for what they actually are. And this theory that you have, the, the scientifically provable theory, for all of us in this field, when we hear of uh, ghost huntings, which is not a topic that we discuss that much, although it, it somewhat interests me, and we hear of all the paranormal stories of the people that email me all the time, everybody wants to know. Everyone wants to find answers. And in your case, you're saying that you have a theory that is scientifically provable. How do you prove it? Any kind of a theory, in order for it to be a scientific theory, is that the theory makes predictions about certain aspects of reality that are experimentally verifiable. Uh, People hear all different kinds of theories from about all different types of things from all different sources. But this is what distinguishes a scientific theory, is that it makes specific predictions about aspects of reality that are experimentally testable. And so uh, as we're proceeding, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a number of those uh, uh, different types of predictions uh, that this theory makes and how they could be experimentally verified. Certainly. And I think of the word nonsense. I think of the word paranormal. Just because we cannot understand it, 
via scientific method and so on. Nonsense is something that we cannot understand. Paranormal, we consider it paranormal because in our realm, we don't consider it normal. But is it normal? And we just don't understand it, Thomas. I think, Mel, that that's really uh, what we ultimately um, have to conclude. If we approach the question objectively, I mean, one can debate uh, whether these type of events occur or not. But I think at this point in time, that's more of a denier's position. I think that uh, paranormal phenomena that it actually occurs uh, is pretty safe to accept as, as a fact. Uh, but here's a body of information, what I call a very important body of evidence, uh, that doesn't fit within the conventional paradigms. And so this body of evidence is the proof that our paradigms are either incomplete or incorrect. So for me, I didn't feel it was ultimately a question of uh, acquiring more and more evidence. I think that there's sufficient evidence there. It was a question of coming up with a model of reality which accommodated this body of evidence, which allowed this body of evidence not only to exist within its structure, within its pattern, uh, its concept, but that would also accommodate all other types of known observation and avoid the kind of uh, stumbling blocks that other researchers have run into in studying too narrow of a subject and not including it in the greater picture of reality. You know, when, when I read your book, it reminded me also of the work of uh, Dr. Claude Swanson, whom you probably met at the gathering that you and I had att attended. You know, scientists who, who get out of academia to prove that the paranormal can be scientifically proven. Let's take just ghosts, which is the first thing that comes to mind. Many people call them ghosts, spirits, disembodied energies, whatever you want to call them. How can somebody prove that? I know that some people have electronic, uh, you know, measurement equipment and machines to do that. But in a scientifically oriented environment with a, a control environment where we can replicate it, can we do that? Yes, there's actually been uh, quite a bit of uh, work done uh, in that particular direction to come up with a, uh, a verifiable and repeatable, uh, reproducible uh, type of scientifically relevant and valid experimentation that can be conducted in the field. But what I came to the understanding of, Mel, is that the important previous step, the first step, is to come up with a paradigm. The raw collection of data and information in and of itself doesn't help us. It doesn't lead us to anywhere past a certain point. Uh, what we need to do is to come up with a model of what I call paranormal mechanics that gives us a, a very sound theoretical foundation as to what is actually occurring 
a theory that answers all the pertinent questions that are presented to it in a consistent way. And then we go and conduct the experiment. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.